sort of click that, well, yeah, the difference in me and then I've had every opportunity, probably even more opportunity maybe than they had, right? You know, in terms of, uh, you know, good family, good education, like I can't, I can't blame on anyone else. So the only difference is just the way we think. And that's something you can change. You know, that's, that's, that's completely malleable. That's not, there was this instant feedback in my body that I'd made the right, it was a physical relief. I think a lot of this stuff is like so difficult to describe because it's unconscious. You don't really think about it while it's there but once you make that decision you free yourself from these sort of rules you piled on top of yourself there is like a physical relaxation like the unconscious mind is just letting go of all this baggage you've been carrying around started realizing that my health was declining i think that that's really where that whole trajectory came from was when i started meditating by going out and being out late and drinking or whatever you know i would wake up in the morning at at 6, 6.30 and I would sit for five or 10 minutes and just take some deep breaths and focus my body. And I think that really started to help me to realize that, okay, this is what's actually happening. And the after effect of that was that when I was arriving in the office, I was much more like aware of other things that were going on. Like I could see during the day when I was getting triggered and getting made angry by things. I could see where the sort of the bad decisions were happening before they were actually popping up just because I took five, 10 minutes in the morning to slow down before I rushed out into the day. Hello and welcome to the Lead From Within podcast. My name is Jay Neil Mystery. I'm your host today and I am very excited to be sharing today's interview with you with Luke Priest. Luke is someone who has worked with me for just over two years now and he has really had an incredible journey from being a former banker who was sleep sleep deprived and uh, borderline depressed he said to now having used the power of his own mind to reinvent himself to recreate his life to create a life where he is not only just externally successful and fulfilled but also internally he is someone who is an amazing personality and character he is extremely intellectual but also has this amazing spiritual slash intuitive side to him and so we go into that deep into this conversation so without further ado enjoy the conversation and if you are inspired to share with us what you've taken away from it or if you want to share with um with us on social media feel free to do that would love to see uh, what you took from this conversation enjoy cool luke i'll be looking forward to this conversation (laughs) Yeah, no, it's uh, it's exciting to to be having this. Yeah, so I guess for, for, for those of you, obviously, I guess most people won't know, but the way that me and uh, Luke and I met was we well, when was it? I think it's about twenty fifteen, maybe twenty fourteen. We went we went on a hike together. We did a three yeah. here in the UK, right? Yeah, yeah, maybe 2015, 2016. Okay, yeah, so we, in, in the space of, I guess you did it in 24 hours or less than that. I did it in about 26, 20, 27 hours. <laughs> it wasn't that much lot different, no. Yeah. But yeah, something like that. Yeah, so we climbed the highest three peaks in the UK, which was an incredible experience. And then a few years later, we we reconnected, Mance, and then we've been working together for the last couple of years. So it's been a, it's been a journey. So I guess, yeah. Which, I mean, you're, you were born and now you're here. What happened in between? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a very uh, open question. Uh, yes, I guess just to give a, a brief background about myself, uh, you know, sort of had, had, a, had a normal life growing up, uh, went to, um, you know, t- didn't, didn't really know what I wanted to do, I guess, uh, as a child, didn't really have any particular strong uh, uh, draw to anything, but, you know, th- you know, it was sort of 
was encouraged by my school, my family to, to go to university. So I picked maths as a degree. Um, it, interesting, actually, just a bit of a sidestep that uh, you may you may not know this, but I randomly had this idea when I was like 14 or 15 years old that I wanted to be a cyberneticist. And uh, my <laughs> what dream is that? <laughs> that, that that is like the study of creating like human intelligence. Uh oh. So I, I wanted to create like a sort of army of sentient robots, which I would sort of use to, to dominate the world and, and become a, a superpower or something, something stupid like that. But wow. uh, I, th- I think I was sort of very, very, very taken on this idea that, you know, you could learn language just by putting a USB port in the back of your head sort of thing that, that yeah. you could sort of augment human intelligence with, uh, with stuff. And uh, uh, so but when I came to do the research on what that looked like at university, it was mainly based on biology, which is a subject which I dropped at uh, GCC because I didn't like it. So uh, that kind of put me off. And so I sort of went into safety mode and just went with maths, which was the thing that I'd always been good at in school. Uh, so, you know, wh- whether or not that was the, the right decision, who knows? But, um, but yeah, because in that that sort of set me on a path that took me down the road of, of finance, uh, left university, got a job in a in a top sort of global investment bank working as a trader for them thought sort of you know dreams come true at the time I you know worked really hard to get there felt like I sort of made it but then after a few years doing that just became uh, very demoralized you know working far too much not really uh, feeling fulfilled in life despite having all the sort of material uh, external successes money uh, you know and uh, and and status and all that um, uh yeah, so so that sort of you know led me down this path of trying to save up and buy all these assets and invest in my future to try to sort of be able to free myself from that job. And and after a couple of years of doing that, I just went, what am I even doing? You know, this this sort of whole you know uh, have enough money to retire at the age of forty thing is nonsense because what are you even going to do then? Right, you, you're just going to be bored, sat around all day doing nothing. So so why not sort of go off and do what what I want to do now? Uh, and uh, yeah, so that sort of led me down this path of uh, wanting to go traveling just because I really didn't have any I I'd put I'd invested so much in my life up until that point in getting to there that it was impossible for me to see any other options from that that point mm-hmm. uh, and I'd kind of missed out on on the whole sort of traveling after leaving school thing because I was so determined to just immediately get university immediately get uh, a job and start earning money so 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 sort of taking a complete reset getting as far away as possible from that sort of conditioning that I had 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 lived in uh, to try and get a fresh perspective and see a new new path was sort of what led me to do that and then the global pandemic hit and the rest is history right uh, and uh, when I when I got back from from lockdown in Australia I think that's when I called you up and was like uh, you know hey uh, I've seen seen all the posts you're putting on Facebook this sounds pretty interesting I'm going through this massive transition maybe there's something we can do to help each other or yeah. you know, chat about yeah yeah, what a journey. And well, I guess we'll, we'll dive into more of that, um, that, that latter part later on. Um, but t- take us back to that time, you know, because what you've done is quite courageous. You, you obviously, you were in a, one, of, one of the UK's biggest banks with, with, a, you know, with, with, a, with a great job, making money as a banker. Um, take us back to that time where, where you were there. What was going on in your world at that time when, you know, society may have thought that you, you were really successful, but inside you weren't. You may not have felt that way. So, yeah, take us back there. Yeah, uh, good question. So uh, I guess, you know, at first when you you, know, you get this new job, um, there, there, there is this sort of, uh, you know, there's this sort of expectation, maybe not expectation. There's, there's almost like a, 
you, you, you sort of do what you think people expect you to do. So it's not even necessarily an expectation. It's, it's like you, you do what you think people are expecting mm-hmm. to do. So, so in that first year, I worked super hard because um, my, my team, we actually started super early. We started at like 7 a.m. Um, because we had to cover some Asian trading hours, uh, you know, and so we started them. But the, the the global head of the global energy trading team that I was part of, he, he would trade more like American hours. So he would come in at like 10, 10 a.m. and he wouldn't go home to like 8 or 9 or 10 p.m. because obviously he'd not come into 10 a.m. But I was in at 7 a.m. But I was also working on projects for him and my direct line manager. So I would quite often be working from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. and get home to just basically pass out in bed and wake up again in the morning to come back in mm. uh you know um but that was only for like six months so i guess uh you know you, you just sort of grit your teeth and get on with it right uh you know you you think that's what you need to do in order to be uh you know to, to get to gain the sort of uh respect and and uh you know de- demonstrate your value um but obviously, after a while that just becomes crippling uh, i mean i know there's some people that, that do continue to work like that uh but as time went on, you know, you become like an established person. You have people know that you can do stuff uh, and they give, start giving you responsibility. And then the more responsibility you get, the more the more you shift into sort of like a, a person who makes decisions and is valued based on the fact that you can't contribute rather than that you just have to be there for a, a sheer number of hours. Mm-hmm. Um, but even then, you know, it would still be quite frequently that same story, you know, starting work, you know, eight, eight was considered late for us to start. We would never really start then. Um and, and I guess the picture I'm trying to paint here is just that, you know, with what very little time I had outside of work, my main sort of uh, thing to do is just to go out drinking with friends, you know, despite the fact that you're working all these crazy hours and that to most people would make it sound like you probably have to you know, get an early night and, and take care of yourself and, and be healthy because you're sort of so stressed out at work you come out and you know you're sort of so jacked up on caffeine and 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 all the buzz of the office that you come out and you need to find a way to unwind because I just couldn't sleep uh very well uh normally you know uh and you sort of sort of get a bit depressed I guess as well Mm. overworking so uh so so that then meant that actually rather than you know going to bed at the right time you'd be You'd be staying out, you know, drinking till pub shut at midnight or one in the morning, uh, and and yeah, th- that just has a very bad effect on your health if you're doing that as your sort of, you know, every day, you know, uh, Wednesday through through Sunday, and then rinsing and repeat, you know, maybe Monday and Tuesday you sort of go to the gym and and, and eat healthy, but it, it just this cumulative sort of hangover, if you will, just kept catching up with me and and. It, so although on paper you have all this money and you know in the workplace people respect you and you're sort of doing this job and uh you you, you don't you don't feel great inside you know you 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 you, 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 you and you start to realize that actually this is not normal uh to live like this you know, it's not normal to sort of live uh essentially you know what many people probably call high functioning alcoholic uh you know um yeah. that and, and that's not to say that that's how everybody in that industry is doing it, but it was definitely quite common as well. I think, you know, uh, uh, as probably quite a lot of big, uh, big sort of office jobs in place at London are, you know, um, yeah. I've definitely met a lot of other people that fit into that category. So, so it just, and, and, you know, again, like you have this dream at the beginning that you're going to make all this money and it's going to be so super fantastic, but then, you know, you get all that and, uh, and you start to look at the people who are sort of 10 years ahead of you and you start to realize that this, this sort of big dream that you're sold and how this is going to set you up for life is not necessarily true. I mean, sure, financially, 
you know people were in that environment very well off but you just look at people and you realize that they're not exactly fulfilled they're not exactly happy you know mm-hmm. they're, they're they're pissed off all the time and 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 taking it out on each other in the office and uh, and particularly you know me as a as a person who's less senior uh, would, would be on the receiving end of that um and you're thinking yeah well hang on a second why am i working my ass off if 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 the the future basically just looks like becoming one of these people that i'm working for not to say that they're you know bad people or anything but it clearly didn't work out for them yeah. so why why do i think it's going to work out for me um yeah yeah wow yeah what what a journey and so was there a specific moment in time where you you thought you know something needs to change or was was there a specific moment or was there specific moments you know, um, that came in, in that period where you're working at the bank and around. Yeah, that. sure. I mean, you know, uh, I think um, there, there was definitely some points where, you know, uh, again, the, the sort of the partying, the going out and, and sort of look, looking for uh, sort of enjoyment in short term uh, highs, if you will, you know, sort of kept to sort of snowball out of control. And, you know, it got to the point where, you know, it become several times in a month where I'd actually arrive back at work without having been to sleep at all the whole night, you know, because uh, just, you know, wasn't able to. And it, you just feel, I mean, it, sleep is one of the most important things uh, mm. in the human body. Uh, and, and and I used to really undervalue that, you know, I'm, I'm the kind of, you know, I'd become the kind of person that would wake up after a few hours sleep simply because it was six o'clock and my body was so tuned to wake up at that time. I just, and I felt so uncomfortable lying in bed when I was awake. So I was just regularly undersleeping and and there's a cumulative toll that takes in your body. Um, you know, it makes you very depressed. You, yeah. You're very actually bad at thinking. You can't, can't really think very clearly. And that, that has a self, uh, you know, uh, it becomes a downward spiral then because then yeah. you're, then you're performing more poorly at work. So my performance slipped, uh, you know, I started actually losing a lot of money and not really getting, uh, the recognition that I'd had at the beginning for doing a good job. But in fact, you know, I think my performance became very, very bad towards the end. And so, you know, you're not actually successful at what you're doing anymore. Uh, your health is in tatters, you know, although on the outside in terms of sort of generic markers, I think everybody, my family and my friends who knew me probably would have thought otherwise, but inside, you know, you can really feel mm-hmm. that you're sort of doing this huge damage to your body on a repeated basis. Um, you know, and that's basically the price you're paying to just keep this sort of uh, expectation that you think everyone else has going. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the question again? Yeah. I guess the question was, was there any specific moments um, that, that you felt that, okay, now is the time to change. Yeah. So, so I think, I think, Basically, yeah, it, 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 it was a combination of two things. The one was the sort of the feeling really bad, you know, noticing that the, the, the lows were becoming lower, mm-hmm. uh, even though there was still plenty of highs in there, the, the lows were starting to become lower. Uh, and so the whole momentum of, of everything I've been working towards was definitely just tilting downwards. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would, I would spend a lot of weekends just sort of lying on the sofa, not really feeling like doing anything, uh, had stopped sort of trying to just, bother to do a lot of extra stuff and I, I think as well there was this sort of moment when the penny dropped when I realized that even if I followed my investment plan and saved up all this money you know re- retiring at 40 into what like you know if, if you spend your 20s and 30s uh you know giving your life away for a company you're probably actually not really going to be motivated to do very much at this point when you retire when you're 40 you know because you're just going to be completely broken and burnt out 
uh, and that's actually probably not as exciting as it, as it sounds not having to work you know um, and there was just one particular morning when I was walking home from a friend's house and I saw the sun rising over the city and it kind of glinted off this skyscraper in Canary Wharf which is where I was working at the time and I was like damn like every day this is happening outside and I would normally be in the office by the time the sun was was rising in the winter you know so I wouldn't even get to see it I wouldn't get to see the sunrise wouldn't get to see the sunset I was like what what am I doing like why have I made this this trade-off here um you know uh there's so much to life going on out there Mm. but you get so boxed into the little reality that you live in you know my life had become living inside this office and you know going out to various places to party in London but most you know you think 60 70 hours a week spent inside four walls of an office uh you, you forget that anything else exists you know um so I think that that was the kind of the moment which went sort of I, I realized I had to I just I just suddenly received an inspiration that you know what I can change this uh it's not like I'm powerless to change it. I can do something uh and that motivated me to to really you know uh start to assess my my options and then you know f- i think f- from that moment actually it very quickly changed from i want to quit next year to uh i think the same thing happened a couple of weeks later and i actually just walked in on monday morning and just said i can't do this i'm handing you my notice here and now on the spot and they were very they were very shocked to be honest because it was like halfway between a bonus cycle most people would would stay and wait and collect that last paycheck but i just said you know I've saved up enough money to do what I want to do for the next few months or few years. There's, there's literally no point in me telling myself that any more money is going to actually solve my problems. This, this is mm-hmm. not a money, a money problem, you know, uh, sure. Having the extra paycheck sounds nice, but uh, you know, you just don't know what's going to happen in six months. You might change your mind, chicken out. Um, yeah. yeah. Wow. So it seems like that, that moment or that moment of like ownership um, of your situation, it just sparked your, your inspiration to be like actually do you know what I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna actually do it not next yeah. year <clears throat> and I remember as well there was uh you know I used to ponder life a lot uh, I've always been a person that sort of thinks very deeply about things on a philosophical level and you know you sort of would get to go out for lunch breaks and you know pick up some food and come back and I would always sort of be sort of running these ideas in my head and I think one day I just had this thought which is something like you know the only difference between me and somebody else I mean, you know, I really uh, was inspired by certain people like Tony Robbins and, you know, there's a lot of motivational speakers out there, but um, people like Ray Dalio as well, who seemed to really uh, enjoy what they did. You know, they, they, they not only were really good at it and worked really hard, but they did genuinely enjoy and were, you know, extremely successful in their own fields. And yeah. I think, you know, I, at some point it sort of clicked that, well, yeah, the difference in me and then I, I've had every opportunity, probably even more opportunity maybe than they had, right? You know, in terms of uh, you know, good family, good education. Like I can't I can't blame on anyone else. So yeah. the only difference is just the way we think. And that's something you can change. You know, that's 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 completely malleable. That's not set. Um, I mean, sure, obviously you're gonna wherever you start at is where you start at, but uh, it doesn't preclude you, you know, everybody started somewhere and somehow these people managed to transition themselves uh into this sort of uh space which 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 was much more uh much better for them in the long run but they they had to go out on a limb to do that you know they they, they i guess these people we recognize them because they've ventured off and taken mm-hmm. on something which is challenging and, and is different to the norm whereas if you stay surrounded by the same people you've always been surrounded by you're probably never going to change your thinking uh or at least it makes it much harder to you know um so that that was the kind of the the double the double edge it's like you know uh 
yeah and i think i've touched that at the beginning it's like in order to in order to get to where i want to go i have to go somewhere completely different first just to give like an interrupt to my current thinking and yeah. give me a chance to to change yeah beautiful and i i completely resonate with what you're saying because obviously i've been on a on a similar journey and one thing which i saw when when i was kind of contemplating like you I was you know i am still very philosophical as as we both know and i uh, <laughs> like to contemplate on life um one thing which i think when i was 25 years old 24 years old i was looking at this as well like you know people that i look up to who are successful in their careers but also successful in life in terms of happiness and joy they always enjoyed their work they they have they're having fun they they're doing what they are passionate about um, or they find passion in, in, in the stuff that they're doing and i think that was something which i saw and i still see in a lot of people who are fulfilled in their careers and so um yeah completely understand what you're saying and so all right so you 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 had the courage to hand it in and then and then what because obviously that that requires courage you know you didn't have a plan yes you had savings and you you're okay from that perspective but you know you handed it handed in your resignation resignation and then that's it you you were you were you know, then what you know so, so what, what happened there after yeah well that was it i think um uh i basically had a, a holiday planned uh with some friends to go to hong kong and thailand to visit their family in hong kong and thailand and uh that was uh a week after the day i had in my notice so i sort of just said to my boss I said look i've already got this two weeks holiday planned i'm owed the holiday i've, I've paid for it all i'm still going to go so here's my notice i've got one month left you know do you really want me to come back for that fourth week when i come back and he was like no uh you know if, if and and so I kind of had that opportunity to really actually because like you said I didn't really know what I was doing at that point. I I think I decided that I was going to go traveling but I hadn't really thought it out and so um but there was just this instant like there was this instant feedback in my body that I I'd made the right choice. Like how did you know that? How what how would you describe that feeling or when you know you made the right choice? I mean that's that final week was still a bit hectic because you know obviously uh, at the time again it was just my sort of pattern to go out and drink heavily in the evenings with friends so i, I felt extremely hung over that week but <laughs> when 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 the dust had settled on that and i'd gone on a holiday and it was like waking up and stepping foot into the world and knowing that i was free from expectation like there was nobody that was expecting anything from me i didn't have to deliver i didn't have to perform to be worthy of anything like i didn't have to keep proving my value i was just able to take each day as it came mm. and you know actually be more present with the time that i had like really try to not tr- maybe try is the wrong word but just allow yourself to just enjoy the small moments like enjoy that cup of tea in the morning enjoy waking up and looking outside and getting to see the view rather than feeling like you're you're charging uh you know past someone on escalator trying to get to work um and and there was just a re- like there was a physical relief i think a lot of this stuff is like so difficult to describe because it's unconscious you don't really think about it while it's there but once you make that decision you free yourself from these sort of rules you piled on top of yourself mm-hmm. there is like a physical relaxation like the unconscious mind is just letting go of all this baggage you've been carrying around and and you just feel light and i you know it took me probably a couple of months but i actually started sleeping again 
like through the night and like lying in to like 10 a.m which i just hadn't done for like years so there's all these like things you suddenly notice your body like healing and and uh you know uh, i mean then i went the other way that actually then i was like what the fuck do i do now i've got not you know then i had nothing to get up for so i sort of would just lie around in bed and not really do much but um you know then eventually you sort of work through all those problems and find the balance right but yeah uh, the, the, the word which you um so rightly said was relief like every single time i've made a decision that feels aligned with me and that i've had to have some kind of thinking that i had to let go of um but every single time i've made that decision that's allowing me there's always a sense of belief like it's like a deep breath it's like okay finally i'm able to um be real with myself and be true to myself and there's huge relief in that yeah no i think yeah relief is is a good one right um letting go yeah yeah beautiful all right so you obviously went traveling and you, you went to, you went Australia and then COVID hit and then you came back, right? And I think that's when we, was, is that true? Is it yeah, we- yeah, exactly. So, so I think I, I kind of made the mistake actually of jumping straight out of, well, I suppose I was, I was in a position where I was, uh, they, there's a word for it now, I've forgotten, but essentially I was, I was a prime target for this sort of uh, online marketing uh, right. campaign which popped up on youtube one day which is like hey look these people are making loads of money by doing this thing and they don't have to work and jobs so it sort of hit all the right buzzwords that were in my mind at the time like how can right. i how can i replace the income that i'm used to uh you know while not working the same crazy hours or the, i think back then i was happy to settle for just you know taking a normal income uh that was less than i was on before but, you know, not having to work such crazy hours, but to do something I enjoyed. But anyway, so so I sort of, um, yeah, got hooked into that, which uh, was interesting because it did teach me a lot about what was possible in my own business. But I didn't really go anywhere with it because I think I was still, still hadn't actually processed a lot of the problems that had, you know, led me to not being satisfied with my last job. So I was, again, I was just trying to pick something up because someone had told me it was going to be good for me, not because I'd figured out that it was good for me. You know, right. I was I was sold the marketing line of, hey, this is great because we did it. And yeah. I think really what, you know, one of the key lessons that I've, I've learned, you know, from working with you and other people is just discovering your own truth, you know, mm-hmm. finding out what is for you. And that is going to look so different. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be loosely based on the same core principles, but yeah. it, it, the actual way that that looks can be so different and unique that you really can't copy from somebody else you have to kind of figure it out for yourself on a certain level yeah yeah i love that i love that because i guess yeah that 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 marketing um business could have been perfect for someone with the right with, with, with their strategy and that could have succeeded for them but if so if something isn't if something isn't aligned with you then it's, it's not going to work or it, it could work but it's never going to be it's never going to be, be that thing for you that's going to of elevate you to, to the level that you want to get to and create happiness and joy etc yeah and i think that's the thing you know w- one of the questions that i remember you used to ask me a lot quite early on in our f- first conversations is like you know what what gives you energy mm. uh and i think that's one of the things that it really did not give me energy like i i would try to schedule time but like, i have to work this time to this time like you know this is the project i'm working on i've got to watch this video but but it it wasn't exciting you know uh it was it was like a it, it just became another job you know it just became another thing of like right you've got to do this now and actually this time you're not getting paid anything a penny for all the work you do until you hit this certain point and actually a lot of people don't get there so 
it's very hard to motivate yourself to do something that you're only doing for the money yeah. if you don't actually enjoy the the activity that you have to do which there's no guarantee of return from until further down the line yeah 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 cool all right so then you you came back to to england and then you saw some dude on facebook posting all this stuff that you previously went hiking with thinking what the hell is he posting and then you and then i think you you, you connected with me right um yeah what, yeah what what made you be like actually this you know what, what Jalen's posting is is interesting and also then you joined thrive scholar and then one of our group programs you work with me one to one and then you joined project hero thereafter right so we've been working together for like i was looking back at our notes today actually it's what the thing we, we connected first in july 2020 yeah yeah well, so that's that's nearly two years isn't it yeah, yeah. 18 20 months and all that yeah. so um yeah take us back to that time when i guess what, what what made you reach out to me and what what made you kind of be like well actually this this way of living this kind of work is interesting or something that you'd like to get involved in yeah so i think again you know it was sort of uh obviously a crazy time with COVID, right, had been sort of stuck inside, hadn't been able to go off and do this sort of big traveling adventure that I thought I was going to do. Um, you know, I'd been, I'd been away for like two months when COVID hit. Uh, so I'd sort I, you know, sort of done part of it. Um, when I came back, you know, you're just trapped, trapped indoors, trapped at home and you're yeah. sat there staring at this laptop, just completely unmotivated. So I was like, something, something here ain't right. You know, uh, I've spent, I've spent money on this and I'm not getting anywhere with it. So um, when I saw your posts on Facebook, I think, you know, I, I respected some of the ideas you're putting across. I, I recognize a lot of the sort of the values that I'd sort of learned for myself from doing other stuff. You know, you, you definitely seem to be talking in my language, if that made sense. Uh, but also, you know, it's enjoying what you were doing and you, you discovered that thing for you that made you fulfilled and that was working. Uh, so I thought, you know, I, you know rather than trying to figure everything out for yourself why not you know uh speak to somebody that's been there and done that and you know pick up yeah. some some hints i don't think i actually quite appreciated that what you did as a as a coach what that meant or even what coaching looked like i'd never really thought of the idea of coaching or, or spending money on it um so so yeah so that was that was just like a just complete spur of the moment hey you know this person seems to know what they're doing let's let's have a chat and see where it goes um yeah. and yeah. then obviously yeah yeah and I was, I was kind of re- reflecting back on the last you know year and a half and you're so for someone who is uh, how do I ask this question so that loop that joined driving school in 20, uh, July 2020 around that time anyway um a lot of a lot of the work that you were doing was very much your routines um, and, and and the fundamentals Right. And then you, you love that. And you're really good with that stuff. Like you were really good with it. The, you know, just getting yourself kind of aligned and back on track. How would you describe that initial part of that journey for you? Like what was what was the the focus for you initially? I think the, the, the problem that I was facing was that I knew I wanted to do something different, but I didn't know what it was. Yeah. Uh, I, I'd kind of, you know, mustered up all this uh uh, courage to challenge myself to make this massive leap of faith uh and and then i was there and you know i was like you know, the world you can do anything you want you know uh you really can do anything you want and if you if you find something that you enjoy and that you do every day you're going to get good at it that's just you know pretty much what i've seen from from hearing other people and you're like so what is it i want to do and you're like 
uh, I have absolutely no idea. Because again, it's this whole sort of like, you, you, you only know what you know, you're trying to create something which you've probably actually, or even maybe it's not fair to say never seen before, but you're trying to create something which is not so obvious that it's been right in front of you the whole time necessarily. Uh, you're trying to do something that's a bit different to anything you've done before. And and that is such a hard task, right? Creativity, like how do you, but, but you, so you want to kind of try to figure out again, what's right for you rather than just copying what someone else has done. Mm. So a lot of the beginning bit was like trying to actually understand what do I want? Like, can I actually quantify like, you know, cause I had the power to make my day however I wanted to at that point, uh, I could get up whatever time I wanted to, I could exercise whatever time I wanted to, I could eat whatever food, but what does that actually look like? What is the, the ideal day? Uh, and to be fair, that was actually one of the exercises that had been something they'd set for us in the marketing thing I was doing, which was like, make your ideal day. But it's difficult. You know, you start thinking, you start challenging yourself. So thinking, do I really want to be getting up at seven in the morning if no one's making me like, is that, is that right? And you know, it, it's different for everyone, but it, um, I think that was one of the things I, I remember saying at the beginning, wasn't it? You know, yeah. I didn't really know what I wanted. Yeah, because it was it was very much a journey of self discovery. Yes, you wanted to find clarity on your career, but you were, I guess, we, we, is that fair to say, like you were just dis- mm. you were discovering more of yourself? Yeah, exactly. And then obviously, you know, as we probably get into, there was there was a lot of things that I actually wanted, but I didn't realize at the time that I've later. And there's even more things still that I never even realized I wanted until I got them, sort of thing. You know. Um, I think that's one of the really special things is not yeah. having to actually go out of your way to get something, but to get, just to get it by chance as a side product of all the other things you're doing, you know? Yeah. So how would like for someone who is looking for clarity and obviously I think, you know, clarity is, is a constant journey. Like we, you're still finding clarity on things you want to do. I'm still finding clarity on the things I want to do. I guess you were in a place back then where you were finding clarity, what I would call on a macro level, like mm. life in general, rather than a micro at a macro level someone who is wanting to find clarity at a macro level in life in, in, in the direction of their career on, on, on what they want to do what would what were the things that really helped you yeah I think I mean you know first and most importantly just creating that time to reflect mm. um, and I'd done I'd done journaling when I quit my job one of my friends encouraged me to start a journal and start making notes like write some of your thoughts down so I could go back and look at it and that, that was probably very useful but um, I don't know if there was anything actually tangible that came out of that, uh, because the trouble is that when you're just writing notes for yourself, uh, you've got no one sense checking it. You know, you, 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 you're listening to your own thoughts, which is fine. That is obviously probably better than, than doing nothing. But um, having somebody listen to what you're saying and mm-hmm. to actually pick up where, where you're actually contradicting yourself you know, or, or to press you on certain points, like, you know, it's very easy to sit there and go, well, I'm stuck. It's like, okay, what are you stuck on? And you start to, you start to work down this, uh, this massive problem of, I don't know what I'm doing down to something very specific and mm-hmm. that like narrowing in on what the problem actually is, like, what is the problem you're trying to solve? That is obviously crucial. So, um, I think you were very instrumental to ask me a lot of those questions that sort of helped me to, to narrow down uh where, where where i was going with that and and um but like you said like clarity is a very long-term thing i mean even throughout this process you know i've, I've got new clarity in the last six months i didn't have in those first three or four months when we were working together um but certainly you know i needed to go through that journey to get here so yeah um yeah, yeah. And i guess one thing which um 
when did you start to meditate? Because that's one thing that was that has always been fundamental in in your journey. And I, I always respect you because, you know, we'll go on to this in more, in more detail. Because Luke is someone who is extremely inte- intelligent and intellectual, but then you've also got this side of you where I think at that time it was just sparking this, one could call it the spiritual side or you know this, this in- intuitive side that was being developed in maybe around this time or just after. Um, when did when did meditation come into the picture? Yeah, it's a very good question, actually. I think I kind of omitted that uh, whole side of it from from my answer to your early questions. So, uh, uh, yeah, I, I started meditating around five years ago. Uh, would it be, yeah, sort of 20, 20, 2018, maybe that's only about four years ago, I guess. But yeah. Um, and and I basically had this book which I found I can't even remember where, where I'd had it recommended from. Uh, maybe it was uh, somebody who'd been on a like a impact theory talk show with Tom Billy or something. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, and, and it was a really interesting book. I mean, basically most of the book was just talking about the benefits of meditation. And at the very end, it explained this like process. So I think I tried meditation in the past, but it always been too boring. Like I hadn't been able to convince myself to sit still and silently because the way that it had been explained to me didn't really make sense like I didn't really get what I was focusing on I got you know obviously they say focus on your breath or something like that but it just I just wasn't getting the positive feedback from that process mm-hmm. whereas this put it into a very different perspective it was more about first of all centering yourself in the body and um yeah that really actually helped me to sort of start to notice a lot more of how I was feeling and this is where when I said I suddenly started realizing that my health was declining I think that that's really where that whole trajectory came from was when I started meditating despite going out and being out late and drinking or whatever you know I would wake up in the morning at at 6 6 30 and I would sit for five or ten minutes and just take some deep breaths and focus my body and I think that really started to help me to realize that okay this is what's actually happening and the after effect of that was that when I was arriving in the office I was much more like aware of other things that were going on like I could see during the day when I was getting triggered and getting made angry by things I could see where the sort of the bad decisions were happening before they were actually popping up just because I took five ten minutes in the morning to slow down before I rushed out into the day Wow. So this, that, I guess the meditation gave you this increase in just awareness, self-awareness. Yeah, massively, massively. Um, and, and it's like a muscle, you know, like at the beginning, like it's difficult to even sit still for two minutes, uh, uh, you know, and some days you just, you just don't want to sit there. Um, but over time it becomes easier and easier to like, you know, now it, it's, you know, quite straightforward for me to sit, uh, with somebody else and meditate for like half an hour to an hour, you know, uh, that would have just been unthinkable, uh, four, four years ago when I started, you know, uh, as somebody who's always been, you know, sort of borderline, uh, 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 sort of, um, What's the, what's the word for it uh, where you can't focus on things you know adhd yeah uh yeah um so yeah i think definitely that helped helped me a lot in in terms of it just sort of reducing the mental clutter yeah it's incredible isn't it how something like a practice of mindfulness meditation can just increase the self-awareness even though it's slightly but it, it just made you more aware of the fact that your body is not in a great place after the nights of drinking and it, you are not fulfilled in the role rather than just being monotonous and robotic about just going through your day 
without even being aware of how you're feeling about it. Yeah. And I mean, this is something that, you know, keeps coming up for me now, even, you know, years later is uh, every now and then like an event will happen. And it, and it just really reminds me of how much, um, you know, if you want uh, new ideas, creativity, you know, people say that like uh, you get these like great ideas in the shower yeah, uh, and it's, it's, you know, partly because you're creating this space where you're not focusing on doing anything else. Like you're, you're not trying to do something. Whereas otherwise we're always distracting ourselves uh you know with things like watching tv speaking to a friend going out eating food like it's they're they're all things which focus you focusing your mind on that and you're Mm. not actually listening you know your your mind is always full of thoughts uh so you're always going about your day with this like constant stream of consciousness in your head telling you all these ideas and you're you know you're feeling bad about this thing you said to someone else the other day and you're happy that you did that and it's all this sort of like emotional roller coaster going on but there's actually like other things which are much quieter that are actually there as well that if you create space come to the surface if that makes sense yeah like like you know what am i doing here or yeah. i would much rather be doing this you know or yeah. or hey have you have you thought about doing this instead um yeah and for me meditation really is the way to sort of allow those things to come to the surface yeah and because i mean we we, we've also spoken about this a lot like because a lot of this a lot of your work back then and even now to some degree in in, in the work that you do is very intellectual and is and as you mentioned right now it's you're doing a lot we 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 do do a lot in, in the world that we live in and the business that we run and all this kind of stuff whereas the the slowing down or the meditation or mindfulness, whatever that may be, going for a walk in the park, that connects you to this free flow mind, which we don't, we may not use as much. It's like what you mentioned, you know, in the shower, we get the ideas or when you go for a walk, you get the ideas. We've spoken about this a lot in Project Hero where, you know, you've, because you, right now with your work, you solve a lot of analytical problems, mm. one for a walk. And that's just giving you the answer rather than working 10 hours on this one problem with your intellectual mind, isn't it? So, that's just yeah yeah no absolutely i mean i was gonna say that 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 almost is um you know now in in the business that i do in in um you know being a machine learning engineer and a and a software developer uh as as a consultant for for other companies uh i i almost exclusively solve problems by um by stepping away from the desk and allowing my mind to think about it unconsciously and just waiting you know sort of not waiting uh but creating space for those for that clarity to emerge rather than say okay you know i now have to come up with the idea for how i'm going to do this in the next hour um you know uh and even yeah you know again today i got stuck on something we'd uh we'd hashed out before and uh, just reaching out to somebody else and discussing with them again it's like rather than trying to solve the problem you're stepping back and just being curious as to what other options there are out there and then talking to somebody else about it, you bounce ideas off each other. Suddenly it becomes very clear what the correct course of action is. Whereas I spent like an hour looking at lines of code, getting very much trapped in the problem. Uh, and when you're trapped in the problem, you can't see the solution, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, 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 you know, you said it so beautifully and it reminds me of like, well, what, what one of my mentors says is to me is that, you know, Similar to what Einstein said, we 
obviously we, we can't solve the same problems with the same thinking that we you know i'm going to paraphrase yeah, yeah. butcher that up but you know <laughs> we can't we can't solve the problems that with, with the same thinking that 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 we use to create the problems right and so yeah. there's a difference in thinking thoughts and receiving thoughts and so mm. i've noticed in my life where i'm working on a specific problem at work or whatever i'm thinking the same thoughts mm. um, i'm in that thinking and when i'm thinking the same thoughts i can't receive new thoughts from you know one what one may call the universe or infinite intelligence napoleon hill would call it like this greater consciousness i can't receive because I'm thinking in my own way with, with my intellectual mind. But when I step away, as you mentioned, or when I've just gone out for a walk, whatever, a new thought pops up, a fresh new thought, a new insight, and it's coming from a place beyond my current thinking. Um, and I think you you get this really well because you, you're you like an example of this by someone who's really intellectual, but then someone who has developed this very strong sense of intuitiveness, Um and I love how you balance the two. I found that amazing. Yeah, like in, in, in the way that you, you've done that. Yeah. I, I, now you're saying that, I'm trying to sort of think back to where this, the shift was for me, because certainly growing up, I was very much like a, a logical mind person, uh, you know, being good at maths, uh, liking things that you can directly follow the reasoning through from your initial principles to, to the final solution and and I still definitely use that part of the sort of the strategic mind a, a lot um, you know I, I particularly love playing things like games board games um, you yeah. know uh, but I guess at, at some point um, well I remember that something that's always stuck with me is a quote that my um, my physics teacher told me in sixth form uh, over some dispute we had, and he he just sort of stopped and looked at me and said, I remember when I was your age, I used to be so certain about everything that I knew in the world. And as I've got older, I found that I'm less sure yeah. about what I know than I was then. And it's always been something that sort of rung true at various points in my life that as I've got older, I've started to realize that I don't like you can't attribute the things you think, you know, you can't really actually be certain of. We, we, we definitely we assume a lot in life based on our past experience that really just is unfounded. Um, but w- the assumptions are, are confirmed to us because it's this, it's reflected back at us by the people we're surrounded by. And I think just again, like in this whole process of that, you know, getting everything that I thought I wanted and then realizing it wasn't correct. I think I started to really challenge that it was possible to just have the right answer to everything. Like there is not one right answer. There is not one right way to live life. Um, you know, there are there are differences that everybody has and that's not because one person's wrong or one person's right it's because uh variety there is just inherent variety in in the world um yeah. you know it's um yeah so so I, i'm trying i'm struggling to actually place when when that transition happened but i think the meditation probably uh opened me up and and then i started receiving these insights and actually you know, over the last few years in particular, as I've sort of followed these sort of more sort of intuitive insights, in the long term, they've always turned out to work out really well for me, even though the immediate result might have seemed like I'd fucked up massively and, you know, uh, not, yeah. not wasn't going anywhere or it had failed or whatever. Um, and I guess you start to, you know, w- w- when you start to get that positive feedback, you start to trust yourself to be more intuitive and then you start to permission yourself to actually really you know, and it's still something I'm probably doing is trusting 
uh, that intuition to not know the answer, but to follow a path anyway, because it feels right at the time. Mm. Whereas before that, you know, I mean, I, I did a lot of um, this like cadet force training stuff when I was in school and they would say stuff like fail to plan, prepare to fail, you know, sort of yeah, like, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. everything had to be, you had to know what the outcome was going to be before you started. Otherwise it wasn't worth doing, you know, yeah. um, but that's life just is not like that time and time again, uh, you know, history will show us that you can't control everything. Things will happen that you won't predict, you know, COVID great example, uh, but happens all the time, you know, Putin invading Ukraine. Yeah. You, you you just don't know what's coming tomorrow so 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 forget this idea that you can have your life figured out because it's impossible yeah beautifully said couldn't have said any better um and just even on that on that topic because i was i was kind of reflecting back on our on our year and a half together and one i'm, I'm going to remind you of this by the way so you <laughs> i'd be in early 2021 you said to me jail by march 2022 which has just gone I want to be able to get paid doing something I love. Um, and and then another example of you know, how you've created something that you want is, you know, in one of our first mastermind, I think it was the first mastermind that we had with, with the Project Hero men, you mentioned that you'd, you'd love to be in, in, a, in a proper relationship now, like you'd, you'd have to have a partner. And, and that became a reality uh, over the last year. And so these, and you didn't have the plan, and you didn't fail, <laughs> right? You didn't, you didn't have a plan or how exactly you were going to get there. You put it out into the world. You said, I would love to be getting paid for, for, you know, for example, do, doing what I love. And we didn't even talk about a strategy for you to mm. get there. And we didn't talk about how you're going to meet uh, a woman in your life that you're going to be able to, you know, have a relationship with. We didn't talk about that. But what, if we were to reflect back on what worked for you, in order for you to make that into a reality from something that, that becomes a thought and idea in your mind that you, that's that would be like oh that would be, be really cool to create and it and becoming a physical reality thereafter like yeah what, what, what was it that worked you know the it's funny as, as you're sharing that and thank you for sharing that by the way because actually i've i've forgotten uh, about those specific things and uh, yeah uh, you know it's funny to think that we are here now and that is exactly what's happened uh um I knew roughly that I'd achieved those things, but I'd forgotten that those were the two specific, two of the specific things I said. So, um, yeah, take a, sometimes it's easy to to just focus on the future. Like, take a moment to celebrate that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, and just you know, so much changes. You you forget about the specific conversations you had a couple of years ago, don't you? So it's uh, it's great, great that you wrote them down. Um, <laughs> I, you know, what just came up for me there when you were sharing that was um, actually from one of the first books you recommended me. Um, which I think was Super Coach or something by um, yeah Michael Neal. Is it Super Coach? No. Uh, who's who's the who's the coach of coaches? The the really big. Well, probably guy. Steve Chandler's book. Steve Chandler, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is so good they can't ignore you. It's, it's, uh, super good. No. Anyway, <laughs> he 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 had a very interesting chapter there called expectations versus commitments. Oh yeah, so yeah. Um, um, expectations versus agreements probably okay okay maybe okay. i remember it wrong crazy good uh, probably the book. crazy good that's it crazy, crazy good, book yeah. that's it that was that was a fantastic read i mean just such a good general all-round uh, introduction to the to the field of of sort of personal development and uh you know getting out of your own way and all that kind of stuff but um yeah i guess i guess it was expectations versus agreements um and and the, the relevancy to the question you asked was that uh before i'd always sort of 
had these expectations of my life you know if if i know i can get to this point where i'm going to make money from doing something then i'll do it if i if i know that i'm going to be the best at something or not the best but if i know i'm going to get to the point where i've achieved a very high level of success then then i'm going to be willing to do it but you just like i said before you really just don't know what's going to happen tomorrow actually so sort of trying to build your life around this model of well, if I was to invest time in this and I was to get that outcome, then it would be good. But if I was to invest time in this and then the outcome wasn't good, then I would be upset. And now you're sort of stuck in this, like, I mean, obviously, you know, you, you can put as much work in as you want, but you're kind of beholden to this future outcome that you cannot predict accurately and, and you cannot be certain of. And external things may be the reason why you fail and all this sort of stuff. So I think switching to just having this like agreement with myself or commitment that I am going to do these things because I thoroughly enjoy them. Like I am going to, you know, wake up and exercise in the morning, not because uh, I care about my self-image or what other people say. I mean, that's obviously always going to be a a selfish reason in there, but I'm going to do it because I know that I think better and perform better when I take that time out of the day to do that. You know, um, it's like a, I, I, regardless of whether I like, you know, perform well in the moment or not, in the long run, I know that that commitment will make me feel better and will, 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 will be productive to me, regardless of whether it goes on to make any further other reward on top. It's like you're doing something for the sake of doing it in the moment rather than for the expected payoff at the end. Mm, wow. Yeah. Love that. It's so, it's so much of what you said there. Number one, I'm hearing that there's a detachment to the outcome. Um, there, your 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 joy is in in the actual doing of it, whatever the the process is. Like rather than being outcome oriented, you're you're more process driven and focusing on that. Um, yeah, and then the, um, there's so much more which I've just completely gone out of my head now. But yeah, I, I love I love what you said there. Yeah. So um, and it's you know again I guess sometimes it's very easy if if, if someone's listening to this to sort of that paints a very rosy tinted uh, view of of what the path was like you know um, uh, I said this to one of my other coaches once said you know the um, the the roller coaster is always there in life you know but but before I started doing this work after you know after we've done this work for a long time uh, th- th- there there is this sort of uh, idyllic sort of I, th- I think there's this this almost sort of lie that we tell ourselves is that a lot a lot of people are driven to do self-development work because they believe that someday nothing bad will ever happen to them again you know yeah. and 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 that's just not reality uh i don't i just don't know anybody that has honestly told me that that's the case for them i think when you when you when you listen to these sort of summaries of of people achieving things obviously you're mainly listening to the right answers you don't hear all the wrong answers that happened along the way because uh, there just wouldn't be time I mean, you, you have to live through it to have that experience right and so obviously there's so many ups and downs in in that where uh you know you, you you're trying to make commitments to things and it's just not working you know uh you 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 overcommit and you start actually you know not sleeping enough and feeling tired and you know there's there's so many little uh wobbles that happen on the way but as a as a, as a principle mm. sort of working on things that feel good now is eventually with lots of trial and error <clears throat> excuse me yeah eventually leads you down the right path yeah yeah i love that because yeah what, what another thing i've just said there which is great wisdom is doing what feels good to you like it mm. feels good in in like that detachment 
you're focused on the process and you're doing what feels good to you. It, even if it, the outcome didn't come as you'd expect it, it was such a good journey anyway. Um, and it felt good. And like, what better, what more do we want in life than to feel good <laughs> in the moment? Yeah. Like, what that isn't, isn't that what everything is about? Because if we yes, <laughs> think that the, the job or the relationship or whatever it may, may be is going to bring us the good feeling in the moment, um, but really, we, we can have access to that good feeling right now. Yeah. Without that. Um, yes, that is beautiful. And it's, it's not a bad thing to desire this. It's beautiful to desire it. But knowing that the feeling, right, we, we can have the feeling right now. And actually, if you want to look at law of attraction, that feeling right now is what's going to attract it in your life right now. Like the relationship is going to come in your life when you, or when we, or you and I are in that place of receiving a relationship. Um, yeah definitely I mean that's that's been my experience of it um you know when 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 I changed when I was ready uh when when my perspective on on that situation was different you know suddenly the opportunities appeared you know uh, often it seems like when you're sort of if you try to sort of analyze life as a series of chains of cause and effect then it often looks like you know um or you know when you look back at something and you you see that uh particular opportunity arrived at just the right time it can be easy to just say oh that was just luck for that person that that opportunity came at the right time but I think it's astonishing both from my own experience and speaking to so many people who've gone through similar journeys how often the right opportunity presents itself when you're actually ready for it like you were just saying and and so that would suggest that rather than it being like a case of luck, that actually the opportunities were just always there. You just didn't see them as such. Or, yeah. you 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 know, um, another thing I like you know, to sort of remember is that it, the, the thing that leads you to the opportunity might not be significant. Like somebody might say to you like, oh, hey, like, you know, I can introduce this person. No. And if you're if you're very closed off to receiving, you might be like, I don't know that person. There's probably nothing they can do for me. I'm not interested. Or someone gives you some advice and then you start arguing with them and saying, no, I don't need that advice rather than just saying, okay, thank you. And seeing what comes out of it, you know, um, it's, it's it's like that opportunity might be, have always been one step away, but you just never saw it because you never said yes. You just, you just, you, or you never made that commitment to take that next step. So you never saw the opportunity that was just around the corner out of sight. Yeah. Beautiful. Was, was there anything like specific, in in the last year it, it, it might be in regard to you creating you know the, the the job role that you're doing now or you know you you creating the relationship was anything that was hard for you like what what did you have to let go of in yourself what what transformation did you have to have within yourself to then attract this in your life within does, does, does any moment or moments come that you recall that was actually that was probably a, a hard part of this journey or not um yeah i mean i guess going to the specifics like you could say for example uh you know having transitioned away from that big corporate job um what i guess i'd i'd uh inadvertently picked up a new sort of uh bullshit rule which i'd created which was like you know you can never be happy if you're working for somebody else or something something along those lines right um i kind of had had locked myself into this idea that now i have to create my own business which is 
revenue generating in and of its own right you know which has its own product which is unique in order to be able to be somebody that works myself and and uh you know doesn't rely on somebody else writing me the paycheck um and then you know we obviously talked about this a lot in 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 project hero about how well you know sure maybe that's maybe that's still the long-term goal is that eventually i create my own startup with its own tech product that you know uh adds a lot of value and and um is is creative in that sense but in the meantime those same skills are still in demand by people and rather than taking a direct employment job which mm. again locks you into being having to be a certain place at a certain time and, and all those things that i sort of decided i was done with uh you can still be paid for delivering results based on the skills that you have mm. that was a tough one to accept because i kind of saw that a little bit like you know th- there was definitely a whole piece around that like when i quit my job it was like i have to succeed because otherwise i have to go back and tell people i've failed people are gonna yeah. look you know f- for me to turn back up in that office that i quit and be like you know can i can i get my job back please you know it would have just been mm-hmm. such a uh such a sort of hit to your pride and and yeah. you just dread it and that fear definitely prevents you from taking action in certain times because mm-hmm. you don't want to take a risk that might land you in that outcome so you sort of, you know, uh, are locked up from doing certain things. So I think, you know, being able to realize uh, through through a lot of discussion that actually there was an opportunity for me to make money now. And that would actually, you know, so often we take action to do stuff. We, 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 we take action to try to avoid something. And the ultimate course of those actions is actually taking us to the exact place we're trying to avoid. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I had this conversation with a friend this morning that he did something to try to protect his relationship. And actually, uh, that was the very thing that caused it to end in the end. You know, uh, it's, it's you know, you, you're afraid of a certain outcome. So you try to avoid it rather than confront it. And the, the actual more, you know, in that situation I was describing, like, I was afraid of taking on a job because I didn't want to kind of put myself in that position where I'd fail, but actually getting money was exactly what i needed to prevent that situation right i exactly what i needed was an income uh <laughs> but it's it's funny how at the time you just don't see it that way because you've sold yourself on this uh version of reality that you've created at some point because of yeah. some past event and particularly things that are very big change in your life tend to form very strong opinions that become mm-hmm. extremely deep rooted and, and and the ego is so keen to to believe it's right that you know your, your ego will always your mind will always justify your worldview will always find lots of information to verify that you are correct um but sometimes you have to challenge yourself challenge those assumptions because there's again it's sort of like if things aren't working out then clearly one of your assumptions isn't correct so which one is it you know or which ones is it probably like yeah yeah I, i remember this um that time when we think we were in Project Hero, we were, I think we, we, we were discussing this over two different calls. Um, and one of the calls, it was, I think it was a huge blind spot of yours. And I, I respect you so much as an individual because you're so open to, to, to uncovering those blind spots. Like the, the other men in the group were kind of sharing potential ideas and we were kind of... Um, I think we were just having a little of a mastermind with what 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 could be possible for you, what you wanted to create, and um, there might have been some resistance, but you're so open to seeing things in a new way. And I think in in those moments in time is when you drop the thinking that may have been hold, may may have held you back, and um, 
it's so amazing. And then you, I think you put out a post on LinkedIn about, you know, you're open to work and you connected with this person, that person came in your life and then an opportunity came and that led to something else. And now you're doing this. And it's just when you were, when you let go of that, you were ready to receive so much more, right? Yeah, no. And, and definitely, I think, you know, the, the sort of tradition, what I would refer to as the traditional mindset uh, is, is like, you know, looking at the world as completely random and treating it as a numbers game. You know, if, 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 if there's like a small handful, let's say like 1% of people out there that might be the right business partner or, or client for you, then that means that you have to speak to several hundred people to get a couple of clients. So mm. that means you have to be just picking up the phone, cold calling, you know, just churning away, doing a lot of stuff you don't want to do just to try to secure that one opportunity. Yeah. Whereas this was more like, you know, uh, accept that I needed an opportunity, put one message out there and, you know, within a matter of weeks, getting back, the exact yeah. response I wanted working with a client that I still work with to this day that pays all of my, you know, it pays me enough to pay my rent, to pay my bills, to go on holiday, to have a life, you know, just from that one opportunity. It's, yeah. it, it, it's, you know, there's nothing wrong with, with hustling and getting out there and doing stuff if it's not working and, and trying again and trying again. But at the end of the day, you're only looking for that one or two opportunities normally that are actually going to be, um, ultimately the success that you are hoping for. Yeah. Uh, I love this conversation because this exact thing that we're talking about is what I term the conscious hustle. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like um, back in Australia, you're, you're doing the, the marketing thing, right? So that st- strategy could have worked for a lot of people. And so mm. strategy in terms of you reaching out to, you know, 500 people on LinkedIn to then come down to five different leads that could work and that's a numbers game mm. but that wasn't in alignment with where you were and so you were so aligned with what it is that you so you had this you know seed in your mind that you wanted to create something that you're you're you love to do and get paid for it and you were aligned with that and then you were you were kind of getting ready for that your energy was aligned with it and then in that moment you the idea came and th- th- you were able to receive it so well and so quickly it's like what because the universe can deliver in an instant, really. Like mm. anything that you want, as you rightly said, was right here available to you right now. Yeah. Are, are we aligned? I'm not like you, but it's generally like me, you, and everyone. Are we aligned and in tune with it right now to receive it? And um, I think your the, the story that you've described was well, actually your alignment came so quickly. You aligned with it, and you you received it in a matter of weeks, and you're yeah. sort of ready for it. Um, whereas if you went down the numbers route and we're doing something that you were not aligned with when theoretically other people are succeeding down that strategy and it could work for them i i oh you know it would not work yeah well and the 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 trouble with going down the numbers game approach is that um you're never really going to know if you found you know, if, 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 you, if you're trying out tons of different things at some point again you get so lost in the in the problem you're not going to know if you've actually found something which is completely aligned with you when the right answer pops up because yeah. you're you know you you start to become attached to needing to get a solution you know if you yeah. if you if you try something it doesn't work try something it doesn't work eventually you're going to want to feel like you've succeeded simply to satisfy that impatience that um that you know egotistical need to feel like you've made the right decision yeah. so it's very easy to take something which pops up immediately but I was trying to remember the quote now. Someone said something like, um, I can't remember the success or something, but he said it's basically being able to say no to something good 
mm. uh, for the opportunity to have something better. Yeah. So it's like, you know, what if you go down that route and, and, you know, the first thing that gets offered to you is, I mean, you know, there was uh, one or two other things I did try, like I did, did look, start looking at uh, taking a normal job and applying and those things. But it's like, you know, how do you know if that's right? How do you know that there wasn't actually something better that was just a step further away? And the, the reverse side to that is that then you, you always think that there's something better is just around the corner and you know so you become greedy you never take any opportunities because you're like ah something better is coming i think yeah. if you if you kind of uh yeah go through that process reflect uh you know have those conversations with people work out what it is that's really aligned with you and then put yourself out there and be open to the fact that the opportunity is you know, the person who is the ideal person to work with or, you know, whatever is probably out there looking for you as well. And that's how it's quite mm-hmm. easy then to tell because you don't have all this clutter of all these different opportunities. We're not really sure, but the person who's really motivated to be working with you will probably actually also uh, come into contact with you. Right. You're, yeah. It's, it's, it's like, you're not taking the low hanging fruit. You're waiting for the high hanging fruit, you know? Yeah. What you said there is beautiful because it's so reassuring that, what you are seeking is also seeking you yes isn't it? exactly it's such a it's such a reassuring place to be in because you know like your job and all you did was be in alignment and then take action from this place of alignment you reached out to this person it wasn't a strategic this it was like it felt good to reach out to this person that led you to the other person and so our job is purely to coming back to what you said before to be in alignment what does that really mean like feel good yeah feels good do what feels good exactly like if an opportunity seems exciting and it's there then 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 give it a go without without any expectation of the outcome uh but you know but ultimately time is limited uh in in some in some regards you know there there are only so many hours in the day and so you know you you can do anything but you can't do everything so at some point you have to sort of get you know sort of find that clarity create that clarity around what is it that you want to do right now and the answer will probably change tomorrow and next week and next month but if if, if you're not afraid to keep changing your mind mm. then eventually you do actually start to find that you know you and, and and all the things you go through on that journey as well like you know you might i like i said i tried the marketing thing i always did some coaching which i still do now um th- they weren't like wasted steps on the journey because they taught me very valuable lessons that were necessary by the time I reach this final, well, I shouldn't say final, this next iteration of that journey, yeah. now I'm on this current iteration. Those things actually all turned out to serve me massively because I had sort of squirreled away knowledge, uh, which when I when I needed it in this business was available to me because I'd already done the work, even though at the time the insights hadn't really meant anything to me because I didn't have a relevant uh, situation, a relevant example in my life to deploy them to. It was yeah. only later that I could actually deploy that information uh, effectively in my own life. So, you yeah. know, the, 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 those, those uh, missteps on the way are, are not missteps at all. They're actually very much important and, and uh, you know, part of the journey. Yeah, so true. Such a good show. Wow, okay. Um, and so just a couple more questions, that, you know, until we, until we end off. Over the last year and a half, I want to say this time to celebrate, you know, your journey. Like, if you were to reflect back and ask you the question, who have you become since that time when we first connected in July 2020? 
what what comes through you like who who have you become i think the the word that uh comes up for me first is uh a leader mm. it's something that i've always wanted to be really um i always had that sense that i could be a leader when i was uh in school like i said that's why i did a lot of these sort of military leadership course things yeah. um but i think now that's actually reflected in what i do with my life uh you know um uh and it kind of ties into maybe the thing underneath it is really being more of a creator mm. uh you know um i create solutions to problems mm. uh for my clients um you know uh when i work with people who i support uh in my you know uh, as a coach mm. i don't advise them what to do but i you know lead by listening to them mm. and allowing them to actually come to their own decisions rather than telling them well this is the way that i would do it you know this mm. is how i would solve your problem because that's not really leading telling people how you do things is just micromanaging it's just uh, projecting your own version of the world into other people being a leader really is like having the courage to uh be indifferent to the way that other people act towards you not basing how you act towards other people based on the way that they act towards you not even people towards you but you know not needing other people to be a certain way yeah um but also to support them in whichever way you can to the best of your ability uh and you know say i've got uh friends that will call me up when they have difficult problems because they recognize that ability that i can listen and um yeah. you know that wasn't really ever the case before so yeah beautiful love one of my favorite two words <laughs> creator which i guess all of us are creators we always creating our reality but you've become a conscious creator now you know um, in such a powerful way and uh, potentially like that's another angle to it potentially um but yeah literally you are a leader in in what you do so and you mentioned coaching stuff so you you coach in terms of you want to share more about that in terms of your, your the, the the meditation group that you're you're part of and... yeah so i mean I, I would just refer to it as meditation coaching because it's easier than really getting into the the full uh, aspect of what it is um but to give a little bit more background um i suppose it's it's it is still coaching um yeah. but the, the 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 medium the the and and yeah the the main way we approach it is through using meditation to actually open up what is going on inside so rather than looking externally for solutions to a problem it's it's turning the attention inwards yeah. uh recognizing what's already there uh and and there's a surprising amount of stuff that is going on in the body at any one time that we are completely unaware of mm-hmm. um you know if you think that basically most of the management of the body is unconscious uh, you don't think about breathing most of the time you don't certainly don't digest your food you don't pump blood around the body um but more so than that the nervous system is like alive in its own sense and there are feelings trapped in the body that are related to the thoughts that we're having and and so certain traumatic experiences that we've been through create these like points of 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 tension in the body and that then uh is actually being unconsciously triggered when we have the same pattern of thoughts and then that is the 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 you know the loop is uh that there's some sort of stimulus which can be either outside or inside the body but mm. something is triggered then that leads to uh you know uh uh 
thoughts, perceptions, uh, feeling, and ultimately action. Um, mm-hmm. But a lot of what is actually stimulating us is actually, you know, uh, a f- related to a feeling in the body that we're not even aware of at the time of being triggered. We just we just notice the external trigger, see the ultimate end action of the loop, and connect the two dots together and go, that person did this, therefore I'm angry. Uh, and there's so much more to it than that, that actually somebody else may not get angry if that person does that to them so actually the difference is what's happening on the internal process between and that's what we really focus on is um is 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 how to uh not how to but just you know uh practicing getting better at feeling rather than feeling better yeah wow so so beautifully said i I think you've answered my next question really because um because my next question was really like why why do you why, why did you invest your time and money because when you mentioned coaching right and, and you, at first you didn't really know what coaching was and and you know there is some kind of sometimes there's a stigma i think it's changing now there's some kind of stigma sometimes around coaching but um what i i obviously i love this work that we do and it's why it's what i do for my living but why, why was it important to you that you invest your time, energy, money into something like this for yourself, um, and what having been through coaching now, and you're you're, you're doing this with other people, but as well as you've you've been involved in thriving scholar, and you've had the experience yourself. How would you describe it to someone who doesn't know what what this work really is, or what coaching is, or what thriving scholar is? Yeah, um, good questions. Uh, I mean, it's a tough one to say. I think. You know, like I said, well, like we were saying at the beginning, when I started working with you, I didn't even really know that coaching was what I wanted. You know, we just had some conversations and that eventually led into the opportunity to work with you. But I think we didn't actually start working together straight away. It was only when you created that first group that I then started working with you in that and, and doing some one-on-one. Um, so what was the thing that made me want to invest? I think um, I think I just recognized that you know, um, having a lot of money invested in financial assets might be more sort of predictable in terms of if you have this much money in the future, then you can sort of do this and have that kind of lifestyle. But ultimately, uh, you know, your, uh, you know, you, your ability to create is really m- much more valuable than some future payoff. Um, be, being, uh, you know, again, again, it was it, it kind of goes all the way back to this this thought process that started it all off, which is that the difference to me and somebody who's really fulfilled and, and successful is is just what's going on inside our minds. You know, it's just the way we look, it's just our perspective, the way we look at the world, the way we think. Um, so I think I recognised that I had to invest. If I invest in that, and that in turn gave me the ability to earn money doing something I enjoyed then that would be much more valuable down the line than having a bitcoin which okay it's money at the end of it but if you're still not happy at the end it doesn't matter whether that bitcoin's a million or uh you know uh what's it they say wolf wall street I'd rather be uh rich unhappy than broken miserable or something but uh uh, it's 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 you know there's plenty of examples out there of people um and and I know some of these people that have plenty of money and it just if not if not actually more stressed out about uh mm-hmm. the fear of running out of money than, than yeah. people who have nothing because they've got so much to lose so um i guess i was quite lucky that i was exposed to that i was exposed to people who had a lot of money and just really were not happy and then i'd seen these people who i didn't personally know but 
from the impression I got did seem to be really fulfilled and happy with what they did. I guess that is just the the the, the green grass effect of social media. Um, uh, but yeah, so so and and I'd already I'd already invested some money in these other things which hadn't worked out. I guess that also made me feel a bit before I would never have invested money in myself. And then I just start thinking, well, how much money do you spend on a weekend out going for dinner, having drinks with friends? I suddenly start to realize like, well, I'm spending this many, you know, thousands of pounds a year on entertainment, which is basically just gone in the moment. Um, and there's, there is a value in that because you need to enjoy yourself and have fun. And, um, you know, I don't, don't necessarily regret it, but, uh, Equally, if you put that some of that money aside, you know, if if you're willing to spend this much on, uh, you know, going out and 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 having fun, then you should be willing to spend an equal amount on actually investing in yourself and your future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I love what you said there because like it gives you've 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 basically mentioned that you invested in yourself so you can ultimately become the creator become the conscious creator of your own reality, but you wanted to take charge of what it is that you wanted to create in the world. Um, and I, 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 I always love that because I, I kind of compare it to like education where, you know, people spend hundred thousand pounds on an MBA or I've spent you know, 40,000 pounds on a, on a degree. Um, but this kind of, and it doesn't necessarily need to be coaching, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be, it's just kind of just, even if it's time, investing time on reading or starting the journey of creating your own world and being a conscious creator of your own world or being a deliberate creator, deliberate creator of your own world, um, there, there's, it's unlimited <laughs> what could be possible. Yeah, definitely. I, I think that's one of the other most important things that can sometimes be quite difficult to get right in this process is meeting yourself where you're at. So, you know, uh, at the beginning, I'd always be trying to sort of jump ahead to the next step. Like, you know, you hear about these people who, uh, you know, just turn around and took this massive commitment, uh, which I guess in a, in a way I did by quitting my job. But, you know, you hear about people that really just sort of commit a lot to, to doing some huge project. And, you know, like the sort of the entrepreneurs, the Mark Zuckerbergs, people that just sort of like went full on on something and it paid off massively but you don't really hear about all the stories of the people who did that it didn't work out because their stories aren't very interesting right and i think um you know so rather than going like holy crap i need to uh quit my job and and go and take on this massive transition like yeah just saying okay like i'm going to spend uh you know uh five minutes every single day Mm. uh reading or or you know really easy to commit to things that then if after a couple of weeks you're like okay i actually find that really boring that doesn't work it's very easy for you to just chop and change chop and change yeah. and find something that does work for you whereas if you're like right i now need to spend 10 hours sat here studying this course it's like well if you don't want to do that then that's actually quite difficult to back out of you know uh yeah uh, yeah the, the commitment is too big relative to the level of investment that you're actually ready to take so yeah. sometimes actually just recognizing that yeah i'm not ready for that yet i am just ready to invest the five ten minutes uh, yeah. of my time because that's all i can spare but that will have the effect in the long run of of getting you ready to make that transition yeah, yeah. beautiful so good final question what does lead from within mean to you? Uh, what as a as a concept or your business? Uh, not my business, but as a, as a as a concept, as as a way of living, as a lifestyle. You know, leading from within. What what? How does that play out in in your mind? In in your experience? 
Yeah, I think um, you know, there's always uh, there's always so much emphasis on uh, wanting. I think a lot of people that go through personal development work and start to, you know, make changes themselves and see the positive effect. The, the immediate response is you suddenly want to try and help everyone else. You, you, you look at people around you uh, who are struggling with things that you used to struggle with, but you've now solved for yourself. And you think I can just give them the solution mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, and make them change. And then they won't have to, you know, keep going through that problem. And that's going to be a good thing. And I'm doing good. So that makes me a good person. Right. Uh, and, and I think, yeah, it, w- w- while that seems sort of on the surface to, to, to make sense, it, it just doesn't, in my experience, it just doesn't really work like that. And actually, you know, people are all at where they're at and not everyone's ready to transition, you know, uh, getting more into the sort of philosophical point of it. A lot of people, uh, you know, really do want to be where they're at because they've, they're the ones making the decisions that got them there. I mean, you know, not saying that people are to blame for their life situation but quite often you know we do have the ability to make choices um so going out and telling somebody well you need to change this because i've changed it that's that's not helping them at all and yeah. they'll actually you know uh not only respond to you negatively but it, yeah it's, it's not going to end well for you it's not going to end well for them yeah uh but it, it it's easier for the mind to focus on other people changing than it is to actually do your own inner work But what I've discovered is, you know, sort of if you really if you actually go a level deeper and you just keep recommitting, you know, in the the first year, nobody really noticed the changes that I was going through. But Mm -hmm. I knew I could tell the difference myself, but nobody turned around to me after the first year and went like, wow, this is so amazing. You seem to be doing really well and I'm inspired or whatever. But a couple of years down the line. By continuously doing your own work and not looking for that external recognition and telling people like, hey, guys, I did this really crazy thing. I think it'd be right for you as well. Like mm-hmm. people do actually start to notice the transition that you go through. And yeah. that is much more powerful than telling somebody, hey, I think you need to change. Yeah. Uh, or I think I think that I can help you solve this problem, which they maybe don't even see as a problem at the time. Um, so leading from within is really just about saying, forget about what other people are doing. Yeah. Be the best version of yourself simply because uh or the the the, be, the best way to help other people is actually to be the best version of yourself and that doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to ever achieve that uh as in you shouldn't hold yourself to this high standard that you have to be perfect because that's also not very good but certainly you can uh set that as as a, as a sort of guiding principle mm. that wow. that if you yeah focus on improving yourself eventually other people will actually be like, hey, yeah, all this stuff you've done seems to be really good. Like, where can I start? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you being the change rather than telling people what to do, you, you being that person and then you being clear. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I love this, what you said there. It happens. I think it happens so often and, and you know, it's easy to understand why, but, you know, so somebody might be the kind of person that used to like always overeat junk food and then they'll, they'll go through some massive transition where they stop overeating junk food. But then they're, tell, they're always lecturing everybody else about how bad junk food is for them. When at some point in the time they were quite happily eating the junk food and if someone had come along and told them junk food is bad for you, they wouldn't have stopped eating it either. You know, it's, it's like we're just always projecting our version of reality onto mm-hmm. other people. And if somebody hasn't gone through that process that you've been through, that same information won't mean the same thing. It's, it's, it's not the ex- exactly. So, so actually leave from within is just about saying, let people be where they're at 
Uh, and if you want to do some good in the world, then the only place that you really need to start is, 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 is with yourself. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, giving yourself permission to, uh, to, to fail, giving yourself permission to be wrong, giving yeah. yourself permission to be open to receiving and not having to put extreme amounts of effort into everything to get a result. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I can't, can't say enough how important that element of being open to receive and receiving stuff rather than having to put effort in towards achieve stuff has, has helped me. Um, you know, I work far less than I ever used to now. And some people may even then look at me and say that I'm lazy, but I, I get mm-hmm. the same amount back pretty much um, yeah. in terms of material stuff. And in fact, I'm much more fulfilled and happy at what I'm doing. So uh, you know, you tell me which one sounds like a better, uh, better situation, right? <laughs> oh, but I, I think we could have a whole podcast episode about that last thing yeah. that you said about effortless working, and uh, you know, it's, it's just yeah, um, yeah, I love that because you, you you're so aligned now with who you are. You're so much more high performing. You're you're in tune with yourself. You're living true to yourself, and the the, the results are coming to you by just your being in the world, and you're open to receiving it, as you mentioned, and. I think just on the last point you mentioned about leading from within, I think the best leaders in this world, uh, and even co- like coaching, I don't even see it as a coaching is a, is a tool, but coaching is leadership. And like you know, and so the best leaders in this world are the ones who are able to meet people where they are. The best leaders I've had in my world are able to listen to me and see what's going on in my world, in my own mind, rather than projecting their their views on what's going on. Right, and so as you rightly said, so and that's how. I've been led in the right way and that's how I um I aim to lead other people around me and you know that's and, and that's um yeah you you said that in such a beautiful way and I, I couldn't agree more with you um yeah and uh no definitely uh it's 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 been a massive massive journey working with you and that's that's been a lot of what's helped me to make that transition in myself and uh you know I I, I was I guess I was inspired by you uh, way back when, when I saw your Facebook post, and that's that's a great example of that. Yeah, thank you, Luke. And yeah, I just want to before we end, I just want to acknowledge you as well, man. Like it's been such a since the time when we went hiking together, and then you reaching out to me, and it, we we obviously become great friends as part of the group. But um, you you're someone who inspires me in terms of number one, you just shown up ready to put the mirror in front of your face ready to put that ego aside you you've been you experiment with things you've been such a valuable asset to project hero the, in the last group that we've had like the 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 wisdom that you bring to the group the the intellect but also that which is beyond the intellect and your ability to balance the two is is just incredible and um yeah just you know it's, it's been so good to to work with you man so i'm really excited for you know what's to come and you know our, our spartan race that we're doing you know soon together yeah that's gonna be a gonna be a good opportunity to to get out into the real world again after all this virtual online stuff yeah exactly man. So looking forward yeah. to that so for Thank anyone you that's so much yeah you're welcome man for anyone that's listening how if if you do want to just quickly describe your prison yeah maybe just share what it is that you're currently working on um and then if, if anyone wants to get in contact with you um then i can always we, 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 we can put the details down below in the, in, in the uh, podcast notes yeah, sure. So my my business that I work on at the moment, uh, it's an IT consultancy business, and uh, I specialize, my area of uh, interest is in applications of uh, machine learning. Um, I mean, it's a really growing field, and the technology is just 
changing so fast. I think that there's always a massive disconnect between when these new technologies are created in the academic world. Um, you know, there's sort of teams of researchers who are very dedicated, but that th they almost sort of uh, invent these uh, crazy new applications from an academic interest perspective. Uh, they don't see the real world application. They just want to uh, make the thing better and optimize it. And so uh, actually then taking the state of the art systems, deploying them in businesses to help automate processes, which previously would have been very time consuming, costly. Uh, and therefore free up resources to allow those businesses to to grow faster and uh, become leaner and you know sort of just the whole uh, world operating from a more efficient uh, perspective particularly when it comes to handling large amounts of data um, mm. so yeah if any of that sounds interesting then get in touch oh, <laughs> all the geeks uh, reach out to you via yeah by, by the contact details below but yeah thank you so much Luke for, for, for jumping on and uh, yeah uh, for anyone that's um that's listening and wants to reach out to live the, the details will be below as well